this morning, we're going to start off, and we're just going to pray, okay? So just just pray with me. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that uh, we thank you that this is the day that you have made and that we do rejoice we are glad in it father god that this day is even an extra special day uh being mother's day and uh lord we just pray for just a a blessing upon all the moms and uh, just i pray father god that you will just uh i thank you lord that even with the songs that i i am blessed i'm i'm anointed i am and that you just that your word is anointed and father god is uh as your word just goes forth this morning that it is just it's gonna bless the hearers it is gonna uh, touch and move and and uh work in our lives and accomplish i pray lord that it accomplishes everything that it is set out to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning I am going to um, I'm going to talk about embracing. And I've got four points. This, this uh, message, like I said, I'm, I am, uh, you know, I haven't, haven't spoken much. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't have the formal training. I don't have the formal training. I, I tell you, I all I, I just admire Jack with doing what she's doing, getting that uh, education, and Pastor Kevin and and Pastor Walt. You know anybody who's going through. I I'm just telling you right now, I don't have that. Okay, that just was not um, in the that just wasn't the plan for me. I do have some college education, but uh, anyway, so um, so I just have to you know, do what I normally do. And, and I, had, I had told the Lord, I was just like, okay, if I get, if I get asked, the next time I'm asked, I'm just going to say yes. And then lo and behold, Pastor Lane, hey, would you consider, you know? Sure, sure, I'll, you know, I'll do it. And, uh, and so then it's just, there are certain things that will cause you to pray more in life, right? And uh, so then it's like, okay, God, you love these people. And since you love these people, I know if I will just listen and just do what I'm, I just have to go back into just my normal daily routine, pulling my word out, doing my devotions, praying. It's like, okay, somehow you're going to help me get something on paper. And he did. He did. So, hope it blesses you. But I've got four points this morning. Our opening scripture, let's go to uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 3, 5, the last part of it. It's like there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And so, the first, uh, the first point that I want to bring out is that we need to embrace ourselves. And... Um, as I was uh, preparing this, I, you know, even went back to a couple weeks ago, Pastor, you know, uh, Kevin even bringing out uh, scriptures on that and talking about being made in the image of God. I don't know if Chris saw my notes. I didn't talk to Chris or anything, but, uh, but you know what? I, I feel like God, you know, when things keep coming over and over again, God may be trying to say something, Right. But um, embracing yourself. So let's go to Genesis 126, which I know Pastor Kevin did also. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So did, y'all, did you hear that? 
You and I are made in his image. We're made in his likeness. He did it all. And then what did he say? This is very good. That you are very good. Now, Pastor Kevin had a wonderful thing of dirt up here, so I thought, I I have to have something. So, I have my little dog here. There's a little inscription back here. It says, to Joanne from Daddy. And I have had, uh, I've had this little guy since, I want to estimate, probably my dad would have made this for me back in either mm, 1969, 1970, possibly. My dad was military, and he was on a remote tour to Trabzon, Turkey. And so he was away from the family for a year while he was in Trabzon. And so that year that he was there, one of the things he did on the base is they had a uh, ceramics shop. So he spent his time and he made, well, he, he made this, this for me, which I would have been, you know, you'll know my age, but uh, I would have been maybe four or five years old at the time my dad made this for me. And... Um, and uh, so, yeah, so he spent his time. He made my sister some stuff. I don't know if he made my brother anything or not. But, um, but you know, what would it be when, you know, when my father gave me this? How would, how would it have been if I would have said, why has he got such a sad face? Did you have to make him with a sad face? Couldn't you have made him a blonde dog? And what about these ears, you know, long droopy ears? I mean, anybody knows that a dog that's really powerful dog has the ears that stick up, right? You know, you think German Shepherds, whatever. Why does this dog have to have the droopy floppy ears? I mean, come on, Dad. Couldn't you have made a better dog, you know, had made better choices with this dog? But, uh, but no, you know what? I mean, how, how many times do we do that in our own lives? You know, God. Why'd you have to make me with curly hair? Why'd you have to make me, you know, straight? You know, we, we can nitpick ourselves. And, you know, the fact of the matter is he created you and he said, you're very good. We can go on in um, scripture. Um, I am trying to do this also with, uh, without glasses. Psalm 139, 13 through 14, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Now you've been called very good. And so did you just hear that? I mean, God just called all of us marvelous because we are his workmanship. And so we're, we are, we're, we, we're marvelous. And you know, moms, because through this, I'm going to try to, you know, speak some. It is Mother's Day. And I know there's times that um, post-pregnancy bodies don't always seem marvelous, do they? But you know what? God, you know, he, he created us. It's, it's marvelous at the fact that we as women get to bring forth you know, life, you know, get to, you know, have God's creation actually, you know, formed and, and fashioned, what, in, in a mother's womb. And um, so, you know what? 
whatever stage, wherever you are, learn to just embrace it. Now, I'm not saying that mean you have to, you, you can't improve on it. I'm not saying don't work out, don't, you know, absolutely, don't take this in the wrong, wrong way that, you know, we can be, you know, uh, just kind of let things, let things go and not be healthy. Of course, we want to be healthy, but, you know, the point I'm getting is where so many of us, and I'm, I'm, I am one of them. I am just telling you, I have struggled. I could, I could get up here and just um, tell you all the various things about myself that, you know, are problems for me when I look in the mirror, right? And, uh, but the fact of the matter is, as long as I don't bring them up to you, you probably don't see them at all, right? You know, we, we, we want to nitpick ourselves instead of just embracing the fact of who we are and that we were created, that we're marvelous, uh, that we are, we are, we're good. And what does it say? I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So that's the real job that we have. Our job is not to nitpick ourselves, nitpick other people, you know, and our job is to just praise him for who we are and for embracing ourselves because that's what he wants, you know. Don't you know how much it pleased my father that I just took this, this creation of his, this gift that he gave me, and that's what we are. I believe God has given us a gift. You know what? He's given us the gift of life. And, uh, you know, to take this gift and, and to love it and to treasure it. And I told you, you know, he had to have made this thing in, you know, 69 or 70. This thing was, was born in Turkey, came back to the U.S., went back to Turkey, because as a family, we also uh, lived in Turkey for three years, came back to the U.S. This, this baby's been around for a while, but, you know, he's been well-loved and well-cared for. And, uh, and, you know, that had to please my dad for something that he created for me, for me to love and appreciate and to care for it. Um, and that's what our, I believe that's what our Heavenly Father wants us to do, is to just to praise Him for the gift that we are uh, and, and to embrace ourselves for how He's made us because it's good and it's wonderful. Um, Psalm uh, 60, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 64, 8 is another one. And yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. And that's, that's the truth, uh, that, that you are you're a masterpiece. You and I both, people, we're masterpieces created by that, that potter. Amen. Um, the, next, uh, the next embracing that came to me was embrace your calling. And, you know, when I'm talking about calling, some of you, when I said embrace your calling, I don't know, but some of you may have in your head said, I'm not, I'm not called, right? Because we, we like to equate calling with pastors, 
you know, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, you know, all, all the, those, those people are called. I'm not called. I'm just, I'm just me, right? Um, but I believe we are all called. We may not all call to be in ministry, let's say, full time, but we are all called. And 1 Corinthians uh, 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So right there's a calling, right? You're called to be in fellowship with, with, uh, with Jesus. Um, and so, you know, we're not just talking about a vocation, although I think some of that kind of rolls into uh, to calling. Um, the highest, yeah, I said the highest calling on your life isn't being a pastor or a missionary. It's glorifying God and serving others in whatever it is you're doing. And uh, that's part of uh, being in that fellowship. It's, it's, being, it's being Jesus, right, to the, to the world and wh- wh- whatever vocation, whatever, wh- wherever life has you. Um, and because we all have, you know, treasures, uh, too, you know, with, within us. And, you know, this dog, you'll notice he's kind of got, you know, it's ceramic, right? So he's, he's got this. So as, as, a, as a kid and then even kind of um, getting up into my teen years and, and, uh, and, and even beyond, I would use this dog. He always sat on my dresser. And I would use him, oh, back, back in the day when people passed notes in the hallway of school. I don't know. I don't think. Did they do that anymore? I'm looking at some of you. I mean, of course not. No, you don't need to. You just send a text message, right? Um, but back in that day, you know, when you had the notes, and I even thought about getting a piece of paper, and I was going to try to remember how you folded it up with the flap that kind of went under and all of that. Well, any really good notes, you know, that I, I need to keep this. this. This note is a treasure for whatever reason. I'd shove him. And it would go right there. And that's, that was just kind of my special little hiding place where I would put things. Or when it got, you know, a little bit different, had a little, little extra cash, and I didn't want to kick keep it in my wallet, because if I kept it in my wallet, well, then I might spend it, and I didn't want to spend it, want to maybe save it for something, roll that money up, you know, shove him up, and this dog has had all kinds of treasures within him, you know, and, um, and we're like that, you know, we're, we're a vessel, we're, that, that last scripture talked about, you know, God being uh, the potter, and if you think about us being clay, when you think about us being the dirt, you know, in there and being formed and fashioned, but we're, we're vessels, we're vessels, and we have treasures within us. But, you know, there are times that, um, that we like to, uh, or that, that we dislike the treasures within us, or, or we discount them, and we honestly don't even consider them um, treasures. Um, I skipped over one scripture. Let me, let's go also to First Peter one uh, fifteen. But as he who called you is holy, 
you also be holy in all your conduct. That's just another scripture that I pulled out. There's many more, you know, that show that we all are called to something, right? We, we are all called. And in this one, we're called, once again, to be like God, to be like God. And um, if, there's, if there's stuff within your life that you're, despising or um, that things that are holding you back. Obviously, if it's, a, if it's an issue, if it's, a, if it's a sin issue, let's say, deal with it. You know, it's wonderful how God has made just provision for that. It's so easy, really. It's a, it's a repenting. It's a turning back to him and allowing him to deal, you know, with, with those type of issues in our life that can be... Uh, holding us back from our true calling in him. And so God's made provision there, but a lot of times it's not, I don't believe it's necessarily a sin issue. Uh, well, it is sin in the respect of you, I believe, not embracing, not embracing your calling, not embracing yourself. But a lot of times it can be the fact that it's just not... Um, you just don't like how you are or you think how you are. I, I, I'm too shy. I, I, I am such an introvert. There's no way I can, you know, talk to somebody or I'm too this or I'm not enough of this or, you know, you know. I don't, I don't have to point everything out because you guys know in your own head what you say about yourself of what, uh, of, of what you feel like hold you back. And a lot of times, we kind of lay the blame. It's laying the blame at, at God. Because if he's the one that created us, if he's the one that made us, you know, it's almost you coming back going, you know what, God, I can't. I, I can't do the things that you've asked me to do because you made me this way, you know. And, um, boy, I, you know, I've, I've clearly been guilty of that one. I've often thought, you know, Lord, when the conveyor belt of, of people are going by and you're dropping all the giftings and, you know, sometimes I think about it, it's like, did you just, did you just sneeze for a moment? And, you know, Joanne kind of slid right on past and, uh, you know, God, where's, where are my giftings? You know, because why? Because I'm looking at other people. Because I'm looking at other people, and I am so focused on their gift and their talents and their abilities that I, for, I can't see. I can't see mine. And um, Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah 29:16. It says, "How foolish can you be? He is the potter, and he is certainly greater than you, the clay." Should the created thing say of the one who made it, he didn't make me? Does a jar ever say, the potter who made me is stupid? I wouldn't recommend it. <clears throat> but I have, maybe I haven't used those words, but I've probably implied it at times. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking about when, uh, when Walt and I first went off into full-time ministry. So we were just attending church at the Life Church. Of course, back then it was called Tree of Life Church. 
and just being faithful, minister, uh, faithful members. Uh, Walt working a full-time job, and, and um, I've got two kids, third one on the way. And um, so when, when we're approached about going to Lockhart and taking this church, one of my first fears was like, was the idea of just being a pastor's wife, of the stereotyping. And naturally, I am not the pastor's wife type. Why? I do not play piano. I do not sing. Okay, I sing. You don't want to hear me sing. Okay. So, um, so, th- so, so immediately this fear, it's like, oh, you know, I knew Walt. I, I knew this was, you know, uh, probably something that uh, he, he, you know, knew was something, what ministry is in his future, but, but now it's like right here and it's upon us. And, um, but anyway, I took a leap of faith uh, and, and we met with them. And, and guess what was one of the first things that the pastor's wife, the retiring pastor, guess what his wife did? His wife played the piano, and she led worship. And guess what was one of the first things when kind of interviewing that they asked me? Do you play the piano, and can you lead worship? It's like, no. Sorry, useless. <laughs> you know, no. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was, that was a, a real fear I had to, had to overcome. But guess what? We went... Um, you know, God uh, spoke to me through others that basically it's like, Joanne, um, you are not called to be a pastor's wife. You're called to be Walt's wife. And you've already been doing that for years. So as long as you continue doing that, you're just fine, you know. And we go down to that church, and guess what happens? A whole music team gets raised up, you know. Didn't need me after all. Imagine that. So then we come back after about three, four years uh, you know, we come back, um, so, so now um, Pastor John, that had been our pastor here, he, uh, he felt it was time to leave, he's moving on, and uh, they have me and Walt come back, so then I'm, I'm faced with this, this, this fear again, because um, now it's a bigger church, home church, I'd, you know, and the Pastor John's wife, Anne, she, she wasn't real visible within the church, except <clears throat> really big one time a year, she would put on this city-wide ladies' Christmas party. And she would invite the women from every church within San Angelo. We, uh, we had to rent, the, the church rented the San Angelo Convention Center to have this party. And the ladies of TLC would, uh, I mean, create a feast. I mean, Ann Holler, Ann Holler was a decorator. She could decorate beautifully. And she knew how to throw the party. You know, she knew how to, how to and, and it was beautiful. And we came back in, um, went, went back to San Angelo, August. So guess what? Year, August, September, October, December. It was all, always early December. And guess I was lucky if my kids got a birthday party, okay? I mean, my, 
they did, so don't feel bad for my kids. They're fine. They, they, no, counseling, no counseling needed or anything like that. But, you know, birthday parties, you know, we'll get a cake, invite a few friends over, you know, you know, a few balloons, whatever, you know. I'm, I was not, I'm, not a, I'm not an event coordinator, not the gifting, you know. And, um, and so one of the first things, all eyes are kind of looking at me. Oh, Pastor Joy, what the ladies' Christmas party? You know, don't even know what to do. Um, as it turns out, guess what? All the ladies, the, the TLC ladies, were actually quite tired because they did all the work and invited the city, and the city would come, but sometimes the ladies of the city wouldn't even leave enough food. I mean, banqueting table, you, you've never seen so much food, but I'm telling you, men, you get a lady at a Christmas party, they can pile the plate high full of food. And the previous year, what had happened is all the food got eaten and all the TLC ladies who always waited till the very end to go through the buffet had no food. And they had done all this work and then late at night they had to go find an open restaurant and pay and so, um, so anyway, Christmas party ended up being at the country club. Everybody bought their ticket. The country club was already well decorated. The food was good and we had a great time, right? So that gifting, not needed, not needed. But what ended up happening, in case y'all are wondering, well, Joanne, what kind of gifting do you have? I, I can do accounting. And I, I know, how boring is that, right? I've, trust me, I've discussed this with God I've, many times. It's like, seriously. You know, some people can look at things and just see colors and see how Walt can walk into a building and figure out how this should be. Da, 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 da. I, can, I can look at a bank statement and a register and I can see an out of balance like that. But, you know, thank you. There is places. And guess what? When we went to, to the to Tree of Life Church, they were in need of that greatly. They were in need of that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Pastor David Bonet is not here today. Hallelujah that he kind of oversees things, and it's not me. But for many years, you're looking at the financial department of Tree of Life Church. Right here, one person, me. Um, and I did it, and I did it faithfully. So, so yeah, so there was, there was room for my gifting. There was room for my gifting. Now, there again, maybe if I had my own choice, I would have like, ah, I'd like to, I wish I could play one of those things. I took, le you know, my mother was an organ that came from an aunt, and, and um, my mom uh, was like, yeah, you want to get lessons and learn? Well, sure. I didn't quit those lessons. My teacher quit me, okay? He just stopped showing up one day. So that day, I, I think he already knew, lost cause here, you know. So, um, but uh, but we've, we do, we all have our gifting, don't we? So, um, and, and we, we're, we all have the area that, that we are called to. And I want to, this is a longer passage here. We're going to go to, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I've kind of piecemealed some stuff, and I, oh, i got to hurry. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's, not ours. 
Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will be spread to more and more people, resulting in in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. So no wonder we don't give up because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is, what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Once again, our bigger purpose has, and, and our calling has to do with people. It, it has to do with our praising God. It has to do with spreading his word and his light and life that you carry to more and more people. And you know what? The giftings that you have are perfectly designed for how you can do that, for how you can do it, and for the people that you're going to reach. So we have to embrace the fact that God, the God who made us, equips us with himself. He's the potter, but we carry the glorious treasure within us. He didn't make a mistake in you or in me. Uh, if, you, if you're in the right place, the right time, you do possess what is needed to fulfill your, uh, to fulfill your calling. Point number three is embrace your season. Because even though you called and this and that, we go through seasons in life, right? And um, I know within motherhood, there, uh, there's lots of seasons there. Um, churches have seasons. And I'm just going to tell you something. Good thing my husband's not here right now. But um, I haven't always liked coming to this church, even with him being pastor. Did I say that? Take that off the recording, please. Okay. You know what? There's been times where, but, but you know, as Pastor Olin said to us one time that, you know what? Churches go through seasons too. And at times you just hang on. That's, you know, if, the, if it's a season and it could be something with your season and the church's season that's just not meshing, but you hang on because guess what? It's going to change because that's the one thing that we can always count on is seasons will always change. And in motherhood, how many, you know, some of you are newer moms. Some of you aren't moms yet. Some of you, you know, are, are, are more seasoned moms. But within motherhood, things change, okay? So I went, I had my three, three daughters, and they're all fairly close, 45 months in between the oldest and the youngest. So had them all pretty close. And I went from just absolutely being their everything, right? I am their, their life, their, you know, um, you go from being their everything to then being, you know, really important, but you're not really everything anymore. And somewhere along the way, you, you then kind of get where, um, maybe you're tolerated at best, right? Um, Clearly, you're not too smart at all. Uh, it's all within the process of raising children. You're not too smart. And then things kind of come around where you start gaining a little bit more importance again, and all of a sudden, you grew some intelligence big time, right? Because they finally get to a point where they realize, ooh, mom, because now they're coming and asking for your advice again, whereas before they were 
you know, they didn't want to hear anything you had to say because, you know, you're, 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 just, you're just not too smart, you know. And, um, and, and even as moms, we're all different, but we can all look. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I wasn't the, um, I wasn't obviously the party mom, you know, I already kind of told you about that one, didn't do good. I wasn't, I wasn't one of the moms that was just more of the, um, uh, as much of a friend as I, as I was the mom. But you know what, my kids could count on me. You know, and but sometimes we want to even do that as moms. We want to look and we want to just compare ourselves because other people just have other giftings. And and uh, but you know what? Like I said he's made he made you mom right for your kids. And just be careful with those seasons. Don't get caught. Don't get stuck in a season. Don't uh, don't don't feel like you know th- that this season is going to even last forever. And because they don't because. I am a perfect example today, too. I um, used to, I bought all my kids' clothes, and I dressed my kids, right? Everyone, you know, there are some moms in here today. You dress your child. And, but seasons change, and I'm telling you, Lindsay dressed me, okay? My kids now dress me. And um, she bought this for me, and, and you know, I was, okay, Lindsay, what's too short for, you know, what do I do with this? Oh, she laid it all out. When Walt goes shopping, have to get the girls on FaceTime at times, because now the season that we're in, there's times that they'll see me, they'll see, they'll see their dad, and it's like, don't ever let us catch you wearing that again. It's like, what? Where'd this come from? Do you not know I gave birth to you, you know? But seasons, seasons change. And, um, and if, you can't, if you can't embrace the season that you're in and maybe let a past season. I said, what was the first part of the scripture? Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's sometimes you gotta, you gotta let things go. You gotta quit embracing this. Why? Because the season has changed. I tell you what, it would be pure torture if, if I could not have changed and I had to still continue to dress my kids. No, that's just not going to go. But you know what, I'm going I'm to embrace now the fact that, hey, I can call them up and go, can you help me out here, you know, uh, and, uh, and embrace a new season. Um, Acts. Acts uh, 1, 7 and 8. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. So, um, you know what? Just know and understand, too, that there are times that unexpected seasons show up. You know, back in 1996, you know, our six-year-old, my oldest daughter, diagnosed with cancer, completely changed in a day the season that we were in and um and you got to adapt to that but within it all of just knowing we may not know we may not know the time we may not know the season we may not uh know when these unexpected things can happen but you have received the power of the holy spirit so whatever season comes your way of just knowing you're that clay vessel he's created you he's put good stuff within you. He's put giftings, callings in you. He is within you and his power resides that whatever 
whatever season you're in, you have got what it takes to get through it. And then knowing it's not going to last forever. Amen. Amen. And I think I have gone probably over my time. But let's, let's pray. Let's pray. And I know that we have, I guess, uh, prayer, um, uh, you know, our prayer partners, they want to come forward. And, and you, know, you know, for anybody here, if, if, uh, if you're struggling, maybe you're struggling you know, with embracing yourself, embracing uh, the, the giftings, the callings that God has put in you, or maybe, maybe a season that, that you're going through right now is just, just a tough season. We've got people that are here that are willing to pray with you. And, and you know what? I, I, there could be people here today, I don't know, that, but that, uh, that you don't even, you're like, don't even know for sure that, that God is on my side. You know, that he is with me. And you know what? These prayer partners up here, they can talk with you about that and, and uh, because he is. He, he definitely is, and they'll pray with you. But um, So, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for, uh, for your word. I thank you, Father God, that, uh, that you have created us. You've made us in your image, in your likeness. You've equipped us with all that we need. And Father, I just thank you that you help us to go forth in this earth and to do what you've called us to do, to be a light, to be a carrier of, of, of your uh, goodness and your love and your message to the hurting people, to people in this world that don't know you. And I thank you that every obstacle, everything that tries to hinder us from fulfilling, from fulfilling that, that Lord, that it just gets broken off of us today, right now, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I know you, you remembered, you might have thought, those note takers, that I said I had four points in this message. So point number four is uh, if you um, are blessed uh, to be able to do this, embrace your mom today because it is Mother's Day. And uh, those of you who don't have that uh, maybe ability, either your mom is no longer uh, no longer here, she, or she lives somewhere far away, you know what, em embrace a memory. Embrace, maybe embrace somebody else who doesn't have their child, but uh, embrace mom. And happy Mother's Day.